1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hello, welcome to another edition of That Millwall Podcast. Uh, Today we have another episode of Who Are You? where we get to uh, interview and hear the story of some of our our listeners and, and Millwall fans. Today I'm joined by Ricky. Ricky, how are you? I'm all good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you, very well. As I say, this episode isn't about the pod, it isn't about me, it's all about our our listeners and our supporters, so um, Ricky, we'll go straight into it.
3: Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Right, uh, well, I've been following Millwall now since 2001. Um, My mate uh, John from school took me to my first ever Millwall game, and... I fell in love instantly. It took me a while. Like when I was younger, I used to love watching football. Maybe not playing it, but watching it. I never felt in love with a club, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that one game just opened my eyes up, and it just felt like home. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. like the the atmosphere around the ground, like the togetherness, um, the family orientated stuff, and like. I, you got the Millwall. I got the Millwall bug, and it stuck with me. And now I've got my daughters following Millwall as well, and I I've got even my wife that don't even like football. I've got a a bit on side as well, so they've all got the Millwall bug in one way or another. So did you had you been to games before you into Millwall, or was it no. just purely just to watch on TV? Or um, no, my first game was on a Friday night against Brentford. Um, back in 2001 um, we won 1-0 uh, and with my notes that I've written down it was, it was Tim kale that got us the goal and yeah just oh, I don't know how can you explain it It was just like, to, like I was saying again it, togetherness the family orientated stuff it just felt right I have watched other teams I have watched Spurs when I was younger um, I've watched unfortunately the Vermin I won't say that name but you know who I'm talking about right yeah but i never felt in felt in love with anyone but it just it just felt right the whole atmosphere of the club just felt right for yeah. me so um so your friend
2: john did a good job by uh by oh, bringing mate. You in. oh mate yeah You've yeah so so yeah that leads me on nice obviously your first first game you said obviously about um brentford at the den you've obviously cleared up there that you, you, you sort of remember it what what do you remember the game as you remember first going
3: into the stadium first look it just, it's, it's got that little rough look to it if you know what I mean like working class no, nothing fancy just ob standard like right? and that and as a working class man myself like right, it, it just feels right and mm-hmm. it's like working, I've been working out, like all my family's working class so it just felt right no No snob like, you get Spurs now and your Arsenal's with all these fancy VIP shenanigans I Uh I just don't get, and your popcorn stands, and it just, you know what I mean, it just... Yeah, yeah. And the the build-up between games now, like, I'm enjoying seeing everything that's going on and around it then. A lot's getting done as well, so from where I first come to where it is now, it's just... We are moving in the right direction still, oh, no. still, and it still stands to that working class background, which we've, which I think we need.
2: I think I think you're right. I think the, the one thing about Millwall that perhaps a lot of clubs are, are quite sanitised now and I think Millwall, we've never really fallen into that category. I don't think we ever will. Um, I don't think it would ever work if we were sanitised either. I think I'd no. lose a lot, of, a lot of who we are and I think when you do first go to a game whether you're younger supporter and older supporter that the feeling especially if they win the raw and everything about it obviously you managed to start with start with a win um, with the with obviously going becoming a, a fan and, and coming along do, do you
3: like the den is it is it somewhere that you enjoy going where do you sit well oh, I, I, I well me and my daughter are sitting block 14 right. um, she's now been the season ticket holder with me for five years and right. she hasn't looked back. Um, and it's again, it's a family thing, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's, yeah, I love it. I love the den. I wouldn't change it for the world. Right, it might need a little bit of a paint job, but up the top on the roof. But I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to change it anymore. It's just... because if you go to the lights like, to of the Tottenham Oxford Stadium now, like as an opposing player, you're not going to think, oh, I don't want to play there again. You're going to be like, wow, I want to come back yeah. like, with the den. It's like nah no, and that, and that, no, I don't want to come back here and that that's what makes it special where clubs have built new stadiums have lost it, lost the character of their of their own ground, so mm-hmm. it's, personally, I think it's perfect I think it's interesting what you said there as well
2: about your daughter um I think there's a lot of people that you know they support the club because their parents they you know the, their parents bring them along and they just they buy into it, and I think football connects you with even maybe even further with, with kids. I, I'm not a parent myself, but I know that I'm the reason I support the club is because of my dad. My dad bought me when I was three years old, and it's nice that on a Saturday you can bring your little girl to the game. I know you want them to win, and sometimes they don't, but you still have memories that you probably will last, and she'll
3: always remember as well. Oh, of course, definitely. She she loves she loves going there. She does the Millwall pathway as well, so she's like she's got the foot. She's She's football mad and unbelievable and I know some people might have stigmas against girls coming to football or playing football but mules for everyone like football is for everyone and it's just got some people just got sort to of get that narrative out of their heads and it is for everyone at the end of the day whether you're male female or whatever I mean I'll, I'll be honest with you I've got a couple of friends who are, who have um, sort of female
2: uh, season ticket holders who've been going for years and going since they were kids and you're right. There is possibly, perhaps, a little bit of a stigma still. I think it's getting better. I do think it is getting better, and I think, um, especially with the lionesses as well, getting a lot of coverage, which which obviously helps, especially maybe for your daughter, if, if she does want a, a career into football, she can see the lionesses yes, are getting yes. some coverage. They, they're getting coverage, and, and they they may end up being a hero. She may end up wanting to to be like them or the lionesses who, who obviously did very well the England girls last last year. Um. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit uh, with this next question. Obviously, since 2001, you've probably been supporting the club during, apart from when we got promoted in the 80s, probably the most or one of the most successful periods. Um, Who's your favourite player since your time as being a Millwall Millwall fan?
3: Um, We've we've had some special players over the years, but I think my standout one is Neil Harris. He just typifies of a Millwall player. His attitude his desire and he got us there's some players that we have had come to me all that just they've been here for what a couple of weeks and gone because they didn't they don't get the club I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they've got the likes of Scott Dobie that was here for about two months if I can remember you've got Noel Wheeland that was there for a month like this like they just didn't understand the club mm-hmm. where I believe he did he just got us and obviously he's before he got his illness, it, he was going on money. He? He, was, he was pretty much, apparently, obviously, I, I don't want to speculate if this is true or not, but rumours were that he was pretty done to going to Tottenham top the money. Um, I, I wasn't aware of was Spurs, but I know there was Premier League clubs that were pretty
2: much had him nailed on to Oh, yeah. He was definitely on the radar. And I think, you know, there's a lot of supporters, myself included. I think Neil Harris, for the man that he is, not just the footballer, but the man that he is, and the fact that he did buy into the club, he wasn't a Millwall fan. Um, he's not. He may be now, but he wasn't when he joined the club. And uh, I, I think, much like a lot of our, our supporters, especially from recent times, I think Neil Harris is
3: is is very much the the one. I think. Oh, most yeah. people people like, agree. And he's, uh, like how long he's with the club as well. I think makes mm-hmm. makes him special. Like we've had like Tim Cales, we've had your Stephen Reeds uh, They were there, they were like class players, but. Again, it's a legendary thing as well. Where Harris has been there for so long, in my opinion, makes him my all-time favorite player.
2: Mm-hmm. And alongside that, your favorite manager? I think I might know the answer to this one. But go on. Listen,
3: do you know what we've had? We've had a lot of managers since, like I following. But obviously, we've had the likes of McGee, Wise, like all successful. Jacket Harris Rowett they've all done something special with the club in their own little way like obviously McGee winning the second division and you've got Dennis Wise that's obviously got us to the UEFA Cup and we're in, waiting we're into the FA Cup final Neil Harris where do you start you yeah. know what I mean what he's done and then obviously Rowett right now is doing I was I was a bit skeptical of him a couple of seasons ago thinking he was a bit negative but he's proved me wrong and that's what I want but I would have to say Neil Harris again, because what he done with the budget that he's had compared to probably what Rao has had is he's done wonders. He's he's built such a great foundation and putting us putting the club moving in the right direction, I don't think we would be where we are now without him. And I think on that as well, I don't know if you agree, but I think getting promoted
2: with Harris as manager made it more special. It was special under Jacket, but under Harris,
3: I think it made it meant a little bit more to the fan base oh yeah 100% like well, everything that he's done for the club and everything he, he's been through with the club as well just made it made it so much more special obviously for him for us like, and his family like he's been through so much and like all credit and I'm glad that he's doing well with Gillingham now mm. he deserves He deserves all the credits that he gets he's a fantastic man as well if anyone has spoken to him he's so like, he's so approachable he's, like it doesn't again because he knows us he's he understands us he's not he's not one of them so-called top range players that would shug you off unless you no. unless you're like got money with you again we're working class so I think yeah, he, he gets it
2: on that subject I, I, I've i met him a couple of times and um, it absolutely he's got time for the supporters and um... You know, not to, to, to turn too far away from your story, but you gave me one of the best memories ever. I, I met him at a, uh, dinner and um, Tim Cahill was there. I was talking to both of them. They were my heroes. I got a picture with both of them and they were just... He, he, Neil Harris, you you right what you say. Neil Harris is a, it's definitely one that he got the club and I think everything everything he did with us turned to gold. So I can see why obviously a lot of people feel feel that way um, about him. Um going to tone it down a little bit I have to get some of the negative ones out of the way um, and this one is quite a hard one I'm interested to see your thoughts here but the, the, the worst player that you've um, you've ever seen play in a Millwall shirt
3: do you know what I have I have put down nearly a starting 11 okay right uh, and, I, and I've gone like some some of them have been all right but it's when they played with Mill where they haven't performed like I was stick between Lenny Pidgley or Bywater in goal. Oh, just, again, a dreadful. A Four Millwall. Four Millwall. Yeah. They were absolutely dreadful. Uh-huh. Um, Matt Brigg, Briggs got him from Fulham. Left he back. Just, he, yeah, left back. Again, yeah, it may might, it might be because he didn't play enough, but what well, I did see of him. Uh-huh. No. Um, Andy Im- Impey that uh, we got from Nottingham Forest. I think that was back I think that was in the year then we got relegated back in two thousand and five. Um was it Carl Osborne, FA Cup player only apparently for Mill. Remember when he done a right. crossbar for challenge for on a soccer Yeah he and, did, yeah he did. And that's how he come up and said that again, I thought he just another oh, player just didn't get the club. Um was it I think we had St Ledger, was it St Ledger or something? Sean St Ledger, yeah. Ledger, yeah. Um then you got Gary Taylor Fletcher yeah, I think he had a bigger belly than what I've got now. When he played for <laughs> us, um, I put a boo for Farno, who we had on loan from Juventus. Mm-hmm. It was one of them players. He he should have been really, really good, but he was just awful. He had the it, older pace.
2: I it just that was it. It's one of those, isn't it? Where I, I've asked this question to obviously we've done a few of these and. It's quite difficult. You always want all players to do well. You always support them. You're yeah. trying to get behind them. But there's just some that stand out and you just think, what were they thinking? I think Gary Taylor Fletcher's one that comes up a lot. That was a terrible signing. It's terrible oh. signing.
3: i so got, I've got uh, as well, i got Saru. Remember Saru, the Canadian that can probably hit the bar from the halfway? The, long, the long throw, yeah. That's all he had. Yeah, That's all he That's, has. Yeah, that is, yeah. Had his first goal, I think his first game, he's, he's set up from a long throw from the halfway line mm. against Leicester. And then my three strikers, was it Tress Candle from Leeds? Yeah. Again, oh my God. I don't know how he was a professional <laughs> footballer. John Sutton, <laughs> we, I think we bought, he was smashing goals for Ray Rovers when we signed him. And then oh, his career just stopped at Mill with like nothing happened. <laughs> and then most recent, Zahour.
2: Yeah, that that was an interesting one. I think that's very recent. He had yeah. the potential, but it just didn't
0: work,
3: did he? I don't, he hasn't worked. He doesn't work with West Brom. They're, they're so happy that he's gone now because he was on big wages for a player that was quite useless for the championship.
2: It's interesting that you come with a team there
3: because, as I say,
2: and some of the names, I mean, Adrian Sheru is one. I, I do remember that long throw. I think we signed another Canadian alongside Choff, him as well. Josh Simpson. Yes, it was. He wasn't it, too bad. He,
3: he was all right. He yeah. was all right. He, but he was like a left-back, left-wing. Like, mm. he, he just, I think when we had him with Wise, he just didn't know what his best position was, whether mm-hmm. it was left-back or left-wing. But yeah, He wasn't a bad player. Like, I, I couldn't have put him in. He wasn't... No, but it the thing other way. was... Oh, yeah. He, just, he just... I just think he only had the throw. And that was it, like... <laughs> He couldn't play football. He was more of a basketball player mm. than what he was. Uh, but he had a short stay as well, didn't he? I think he was only with yeah, us. Yeah, he like wasn't there long. Two or no, three months, long. if I can remember correctly.
2: And and then uh, bringing it to worst player you've seen at the Den. So perhaps against us,
3: not necessarily in a mill shirt. Do you know what I've gone for? He's, I've gone for Christian Daly. Yep. He 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 loved to score an own goal against us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mean, both games for Cholton and West Ham, and we both scored four goals of them. I just and it didn't I think one I think when we beat West Ham four one that season, didn't he come third in our Player of the Year? He got votes for it, yeah. Oh, he got it votes did. for it. Or something yeah. something round yeah. lines, I can remember. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, yeah, again, just it's maybe he just crumbled on the day. Like if you ask West Ham fans themselves, they wouldn't they wouldn't have a bad word to say against him. But I just think when he comes to our place, he the intimidation of the crowd must have got to him too much, and he, he never performed against us. On that, uh, I, I might be wrong here,
2: but he might have been sent off in that game against uh, for West Ham against. I'm sure. Uh, no, 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 it was Biwott. I got No, it Set was off. But it was a mistake. Christian Dalgier made and a mistake, and were had to bring down. Yeah, you're
3: right. Bring down Neil Harris. Then mm-hmm. and then and then a game where we missed a, we missed like two penalties. We should yeah. have one like six or seven, seven one that game. I think. Tim was on a hat trick That day And yeah. missed the penalty
2: I think Like literally I think he hit Rose Zed on Coburn Yeah right? Yeah he did Yeah it's <laughs> there. That was Yeah that was an interesting I mean Christian Daly Is one I think A lot of supporters is, is a go to But it's funny how he, You say Answer with that And he did get Player of the seat I think it was a bit Of a wind up Player of yeah, the yeah. boats, Of course it was But the support we I always used to love it When he turned up At the den Because you'd always Expect him to do Something stupid Wrong yeah So yeah oh, Okay yeah. Moving on to um, matches now. So, some of these might, some of the questions you might have the same answer to, which is absolutely fine. Um, the most memorable match involving Millwall. Now, this can be whether you've been there, whether you've been following it on TV or it's on the radio, whatever whatever it may be.
3: My most memorable and favourite match, and I wish I could go over it again, was uh, the 4th for the 4th 04. The FA Cup semi-final against Sunderland, the day before my birthday, and oh, what a birthday present. I, like, I, I was a nervous wreck for the whole game, but I wish I could live, relive it and enjoy it, because that was a day that I think, that was our final. That, that Yeah, it was. That was yeah, our it was. final. Yeah. Um, but, oh my God, the atmosphere created from us and Sunderland that made it even more special, just unbelievable. We're like speechless, like soaking it in. And we where we were sitting, we were sitting right next to the corner flag. Behind I think it was the right side and not one corner was taken. So we couldn't even see myself on tele. <laughs> the whole game. I think one thing
2: else that made that special and I always I always say this is the fact is the fact that it was um at Old Trafford. I think the other one that would have been I think it would have been Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa's yeah, ground yeah. Which is a nice ground Don't get me wrong But to be at Old Trafford Was You know Outside
3: of Wembley At the time Was, was unreal Wasn't it uh, it's, uh, Do you know what Like I believe And i sit stick by this That is the best atmosphere I think that was better Than Cardiff When we went When we played Man United The atmosphere at that ground Is better than Cardiff Better than the new Wembley As well it's just, I don't know It's like the Atmosphere sucks, Stays in the ground Where uh, At Wembley And Um Cardiff, like the atmosphere, just go like you can hear it, and then it just disappear. But I think Old Trafford for atmosphere is shame that Man United fans can't make de- decent atmosphere there. But what us and Sunderland did that day was a great spectacle for Championship football, in my opinion. Like it was unbelievable. I think you're right as well when you said that was our final. I think
2: that probably did help with the atmosphere because both sets of supporters knew that that game was the one that they could win, and it meant. A European place. It meant being in a cup final, and I think the supporters, as you say, from both teams, bought into that. And as you as you say, you know, uh, most people do say that was our final, and 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 I think, you know, being being honest, we probably knew going to to um, Cardiff it was probably going to be a bit tough to beat Man United. So that that is always the one, isn't it?
3: Oh, of course. All right. Obviously, the uh, Cardiff one we had. Don't want to make excuses, but we did have a couple of injuries and suspensions that I, mean, I think might might have made the game a little bit different when we were missing Muscat, missing Diccio, like key key players that maybe might have been giving us something different. We had obviously Marvin Elliott playing right back; who was only nineteen at the time, if I'm correct. I don't know, okay. and he and he was centre mid, so like it was a bit of mumble jumble for us. But I think they gave it their all. And then in the final, I think well, there was nothing to be downbeat by. We, uh, we took him to 43 minutes, if I can remember correctly, before Ronaldo scored his first goal. So, yeah. big achievement. And obviously, going into the UEFA Cup, that are the following. I know we're still unbeaten at home in the UEFA Cup. No one can knock mm-hmm. that. I know we only drew, but no one can take that off us. It's still, it's still yeah, the but, record yeah, still yeah, stands. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you
2: think, um, because I often say this, do you think if we had Danny Dicchio just him alone in the squad outside of those that missed that game it, I'm not saying we would have won the game but do you think it would have been different because we would have had a bit of a focal point because we didn't, we only had Harris and he hadn't really been he was still yeah. suffering yeah. with his with his obviously the the
3: illness so do you think Diccio would have made
2: any difference to the
3: scoreline? line? Yeah, the rough it would have gave him West Brown and John show a bit more physicality in the centre right? we've been mm-hmm. because at that that season we was always known to Cross is coming in from outside the box, and Dickyo was, was usually nine times out of ten going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would have made it a bit. It made it a bit different. The game plan might have been a bit different as well, because obviously you might you might have played Neil and Dickyo together. We don't. Obviously, we don't go we and speculate of what could have been if they were all fit. Um, but yeah, I think it would have been a bit different. I think we'd have made a bit more diff- aerial threats into the box. I think, but and sorry, go on. I was about to say, but uh, isn't it we can't change it, and and it was a great day out for all of us. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, and I think that the memories again
2: we touched on earlier. Obviously, you're making them now with your daughter, but at the time, the people that you go with, those kind of memories are going to stick with you forever. That and that's that's something I think football can
3: can do um, both on and off the pitch. Yeah, because I remember like well, I would like fully grown men crying next to us, like it's never good. Like, I, I, we don't know, but that might be the only time we ever see Mill win a final. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it, like, it's a, that was a massive achievement for the club and like the fans. Like you're saying, we would never ever forget. Like this could be the once in a lifetime thing that we ever see. Like the result was irrelevant. Like I can at least I can say for myself as a Mill sport, I've seen Mill play in an FA Cup final. There's a lot of yeah. teams out there that have been nowhere near it and for the size of our club getting to that final was a massive achievement absolutely i can I, I completely agree um
2: you've you said that it was your most memorable and favorite so you've kind of combined the two together which is absolutely fine i think that's it's up there it has to be it has to yeah. be probably considered both of those what about your your funniest ever moment
3: or off oh well where, where, where can i go with that um Funniest moment, like like in what in like um,
2: it can be it can be a story traveling to a game. It can be a moment in a game. It can be
3: a- anything, anything that that sort of that sticks out. I, c- I can remember, right, uh, when I used to go uh, with my mate. We used to go up and down the country with me. all when I first become a season ticket holder, um, in the in the year of oh three oh four. Funny enough, the year where we've got to an FA Cup final is the year we had an amazing season, that's my first year as a season to go There used to be six of us in a car that could only fit five people. Oh, right. So, obviously, you had my mates, mum and dad at the front and then all three, all four of us kids all crammed in like that at the back but like going to Cardiff, going to, going to uh, Manchester, Sunderland, all cramped up but it's all part of the experience. You've got to do what you've got to do to get to games, didn't you? And but yeah, like as like a eleven year old, I was only eleven at a year as old at the time. But again, just things that you just don't forget. You think it's stupid, dangerous, but again, you've got you've got to do what you've got
2: to do. I think those are the kind of stories that especially when we are me doing these shows you talk to other supporters they're the kind of things you don't see everyone has their own story everyone has their own journey you get to games your own way some people drive some people go by train or by coach and those little quirky things that make like to everybody else that's just your story but to you that adds to the memories, yeah, it adds memories to yeah. where to, to what you've done and where you've been and stuff like that because
3: I don't don't know I don't know if any other fans have this but I've got like a ritual what I do before games go on like like I have to get a certain train to the to leave to go to Millwall like I've got like my daughter has to get a certain drink before like she's doing stuff now like even when she's playing football she's putting like a left boot on first then a right boot and then her right shin pad then we usually get like the 12 o'clock train and then if we don't win I go a superstition uh, that's got to be the reason why like I it's, again I think we've all got our own little quirks of what we believe like some people wear their lucky pants or their lucky socks to every game I've done it yep. for the World Cup like I'd have to wear the same England kit thinking right this is I can't change it now I've got to but yeah. yeah like there's silly little things that I do that I believe that might give us some kind of over or luck to win a match but yeah it's It'd be good to hear if any other every, any other fan that does anything like that. I'll be honest with you, I, I do. Me and my dad,
2: so we've been going, um, my dad took me when I was three. I'm now 31, so I've been going a long, quite a long time. And he has to be on the uh, left and I'm on the right. So that's how we are at the den. But away from home, it's the same thing. So we, we'll, it's just he has to go, he has to be this side of me and he's yeah. just the rule. And it doesn't, it's, it's, if if it worked, we'd be, we'd have won the Champions League by now. But, but it's, if, if we go, if we ever are the other way around, it's like, no, no, this has to change. So, all right. Everybody out there's got those weird, wonderful, um, superstition stuff. It used to be, I mean, some people put their sort of shin pads on first and their boots and, and stuff. So, I'm sure there's many supporters out there, but, that could be a topic for uh, another show later down the line. Yeah. What quirky thing do you do
3: on a match day? It's like, I remember like my first season being a season to gold with Millwall. Mm-hmm. I always used to wear this certain hat. Right. And um, I think we went. I think we went the whole of August not losing, and we was going half through through September without losing. And then I changed my hat. <laughs> and we lost. It so was pre- your fault. Yeah, it was my fault. I like. Yeah. And that's where I think that's where it started. Thinking, oh, I changed my lucky hat's finished. Like, even my mate John was like taking the mick out of her, saying, it's your fault because I'm lost. But yeah, it, it, is, it is strange what all sports do does to supporters or players. It's, but then again, it's all, it's all part of the, the adventure of, of going or playing. Mm-hmm. It, it
2: all adds, no, it all adds, I think it all adds to your day as well. I think it's not just a, when you you know you do your travelling, especially if you're, you know going away from home, you you travel, you're chatting in the car or the train or whatever. It, all those little things add up to your experience. It isn't just the ninety minutes with with football or whatever sport you you play or, or get involved
3: in. Um, what's your best story following Millwall? Um, well, uh, I can't remember. I think it was the oh seventeen eighteen season. i have done the um, crossbar challenge on the pitch I think I think we were with energy Bet at the time uh-huh. and I've like, they'd done like a little raffle kind of thing like do you want to do come on the pitch and I'm yep. invited to do it but yeah going on the pitch I think I can't remember who we were playing as it goes but yeah going on the pitch and just kicking a ball like gives me shivers if you know what I mean like in front of 10 I think there was only about 10,000 there but them experiences uh, and I did win I did it at the bar. I think we were running a bit late, so they moved the ball closer to the the penalty spot because no one could do it from outside the area. But, yeah, I think memorable just doing something silly like that in front of 10,000.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling... Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: Some people saw so this. It's a special thing.
2: What's quite incredible, I did that a couple of years ago. I, did, I did it. I did it on the pitch. I did it against Bristol City. And believe it or not, you might have been there, I don't know. The Bristol City fan hit it for all three times. He hit all three crossbars in a row which was i've never seen anything quite like it It was absolutely incredible but i'd it's remote it's quite i didn't obviously for the for the benefit of the listeners at home i didn't know ricky had done that crossbar challenge he didn't know i'd done it either. <laughs> so it's quite a remarkable coincidence that we've both done that but um it is pretty cool to do it when you're on the pitch at time and stuff isn't it it's it's a rush
3: yeah, we did. We didn't. We did it at the away end. I don't know if if yeah. Done, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. So you yeah. start. You do get a bit. You can hear stuff in the stand as well. Oh, I got really canes. I got yes. absolutely canes. So yeah, that's all part of the experience and the fun of it, isn't it? So uh, yeah, it's a shame. I think the club should do more stuff like that for fans as well. At this present time, it'd be quite cool. Right. Even if, I know they do the kids um relay race. That was mm-hmm. quite. Quite eventful on Saturday. It was, yeah, it was. I think they went I think, around twice. I think there's, I think there's all
2: there's limitations what they're actually able to do at home mm-hmm. um, because without going around the houses, I think I because I asked about whether we'd be doing the crossbar challenge at the home end, and they wasn't actually able to. So, I think there are limitations. I think with the kids, um, perhaps they'll maybe. Not, not that there would be a risk, but there's less risk with children doing the race and things like that, rather than have maybe sort of senior or adult fans on the pitch doing doing bits and pieces and whatnot. But I think you're right. I think the halftime, I mean, they used to have those stupid zorbs, didn't they? That I yeah. just didn't, I didn't get, I didn't really like that. The race is pretty good. It gets you, it gets the crowd involved, but yeah. there could perhaps be a, an opportunity in the future for, for the club to, to do something special. Speaking of which, we're in current times. Obviously, reference the game as time at time of recording this podcast. Unfortunately, in the last game, the Lions were were defeated by by Norwich City at the Den. Um, talking about the current squad, who's your favourite player at the moment
3: in the in the in the Millwall team? I'm not going to go for the obvious, In Fleming. Um, I'm more them kind of. I'm, I like people that get stuck in kind of players. Like, like my favourite players at the moment are. Sean Hutchinson and Billy Mitchell, no nonsense. Like To me, standing out as a proper mule kind of player, that mm-hmm. someone that doesn't care if they get hurt, like, I'm, I'm going to go in kind of thing. Like, I know Fleming is unbelievable and probably will go on to bigger and better things in the future. But to me, just just, just being a mule kind of player is all I want as a fan. Mm-hmm. Someone that just gives 110%, whether we lose, win or draw, and then, to for me personally typify of a mule mule player, I think especially with Mitchell, not
2: i mean everyone i I think people often say every mule fan if they were given the opportunity to wear the shirt would give everything. You obviously have to have the ability to go alongside it, which Billy Mitchell does he He's a very very good player, but you can tell it, you can tell those sort of players that really sometimes sometimes do play like a little bit like a fan and and I think the fans can really appreciate that and get on board with that. I think, at the moment, Billy Mitchell's definitely one that's up
3: there with a lot of a lot of fans. And people don't... I don't think Mitchell himself gets the recognition that he deserves. There's a lot of stuff that he does with and without the ball that people don't see. And, mm-hmm. I, and he needs more credit than what people are giving him. There's quite a lot of people saying he only passes backwards or or sideways. But if he's holding the ball up and, keep, and keeping us in possession, he's doing everything right. He's doing his job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if he's going... But he has got a good eye for a pass as well. If you will see his balls going across the pitch and switch and play, he's he's very, very good. And it wouldn't surprise me within the next couple of years if we do not get promoted or stop chatting, he might move on as well for a good amount of money. I think on that
2: as well, the pass he played at Preston that led to Fleming's hat-trick goal, the, inside the defender, McNamara, he ran onto it and yep. put it across. I think Billy Mitchell is, is someone that I will admit myself. I think he's he has massively impressed me this year. He has come on. I actually was there for his debut a few years ago away yeah. at Wigan, and he just looked like a headless chicken. He didn't know what he was doing. He was just running around trying to make <laughs> a tackle, and and he he was young, and and I think he he would by his own admission would admit that. But he's really developed, and I think very much agree that he is he's one um, that that uh, will go on to bigger and better things.
3: Maybe not to the level of Fleming. But no. he will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, look, you've got to remember, I think he's still a young pup as well. Mm-hmm. So he's got so much more development to come at such a young age. Like uh, yeah, He will. He definitely will. Or if not, he will become middle captain one day, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good shout. I've not really thought about that, actually, but that, that's a, that's a he, good shout. He is a leader in the dressing room, apparently. He is one of the leaders at a young age as well to take that on. With full credit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball now. I'm going to ask you a question
2: uh, that that I hadn't pre sent to you. So uh, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot. Come on, then. what do you think the best goal you've seen a Millwall player score? And I'm going to add it in you cannot say. No, I know what you're going to say. You cannot say Gary Alexander at Wembley.
1: Ooh.
2: I'm assuming that would be
3: your best. Yeah, yeah, that would be up there. Um, <laughs> I think. If I can remember correctly, it it, it's, it, it was more of a team when it uh, and it was in the I think it was against Bournemouth in the um, Carabao Cup or the League Cup or whatever you want to call it. Now um, I think it was what year was it? I think it was the year we got promoted. It was like literally Gary Alexander Harris like, like passed it in and it, Harris yeah. like, like as a teamwork goal. Like I think if that, that was, was a, a very good goal, good goal. Yeah, and, and again because it wasn't a big game it doesn't get recognised but yeah that oh. I, I, the one that stands out in my head right now is that one that was a very good goal yeah, and I God. think I think Harris got hat-trick that
2: night yeah he did he scored, I a, think... he scored another wellby that he done a like, volley a volley outside the box uh, yeah he did score some he, that was the, they They were and as you say because it was a bit of a, a nothing game okay. and the, the crowd was probably only a few thousand as well so yeah. not many people got
3: to see it but yeah that, that's the one that stands out that was if if that was like a messy with Neymar kind of goal, then it'd be spoke. It would be spoke about. In my opinion, I might be a bit over the top, but it was a very worked goal. Shame it wasn't in the big game. No, or in a league fixture where yeah. so more people could
2: appreciate it. Yeah. Just away from from Millwall, um, we we do have to sort of reference some of the some of the teams we don't like. So, if I ask you for your your top three rivals, and obviously whoever you put at number one would obviously be your
3: most disliked. Right. Well, I think the obvious is going to be the Vermin. I'm not going to say their name. I don't need to say any more. The club that thinks they're absolutely massive when really where they are now is where they're supposed to be. They have always been, been pronounced to be a yo-yo club in that Premier League, like like a Norwich. Like they go up and down. They, might, they have the one or two good seasons that they have. And then they all get their hopes up. Like, I'm pretty sure, you might know a couple that I've I've spoken to, they'll go, oh, we're getting Champions League next year. And you think? No. No, you're not. No, you're not. This is what you do. You have one or two good seasons. You get your hopes up. And then you start signing players that you think are going to improve you or think they're big. And no, no, I I can't even talk about me. Yeah. (laughs) Vermin. Vermin scum. Second, I'd go for Leeds. Going by, going by what they they were like the Liverpool of the Championship and League One every year. It'd be like it's our year, it's our year. And you think, oh, no, you're not as big. All because you get your 35,000 or your forty like like when Newcastle's. In, it doesn't necessarily mean you're you're a massive club. You're there for a reason because you're shit. So, but, a club, another club that think they're bigger than what they are. They are a big club. I'm not going to knock them, but they're not as big as what they think they are. Mm-hmm. And then going by the Leeds thing, I've gone. This one was tough, but I've gone with Liverpool. Right, another deluded fan base that think every year's their year. And you get, I see loads of it on Twitter. I don't know if you do yourself, but mm-hmm. there's this one Irish guy. That I don't know, I can't remember his name at the top, head That's like, oh, like, yeah, we're we're gonna win the league, and then they lose to like whoever, Palace the next week, and they go, oh, they're useless. The league's finished. Like, you're doing it for clickbait, mate. Your your fans, the fact I think social media has got has made certain fans go a bit delusional and a bit Uh bit off key and off to reality, but it's all for clickbait, in my opinion. I think, on that, I think it's actually a lot of clubs, there's a lot of element uh,
2: not necessarily the majority of but a lot of supporters that use social media for um enhancing themselves yeah not to put out a little bit of a
3: topic that's a bit controversial yeah i know like i don't don't mind people doing it of course i think if you're doing it in the right way and being being professional being professional at what you're doing the kind of thing and creating like good content and not not for your selfish self but yeah, people like when you get certain people. We, we've got one at our club that we won't mention. that I think that's doing it for himself and not for, not for fans like to get interested with. But mm-hmm. each to their own. But you've got to get your content right at the end of the day. And some some fans are just no, like, I, I, I
2: completely agree. And I think I think following football in this day and age is completely different. And I think the the people that are um you know using social media with supporters so it it's a great tool it is a oh, great tool but but sometimes as you say other fan bases and liverpool is one i do agree that i think sometimes it's it's not they the some of the things that get posted is very fairly controversial and, and cringy and, as well yeah yeah it it is um if you could change anything about the club whether that be past present or perhaps even in the future what would you, or if you would like to
3: change a couple of things, what would you, what would you change? Well, we're all we're already making big changes, like right, with the training ground coming up. So the club is moving in the right direction. Um, right within we're, we're the ground, probably faster service. I'm pretty sure we can all agree that the service yeah. in the ground is yep. um, very, very slow by the time you get you by the time you get your beer it's pretty much flat mm-hmm. and the um but I think there's a lease in there at the moment that is coming out it's just about they're going to renew with someone or do something themselves obviously I don't know the ins and outs but I know someone's going to be changing they're doing a lot of good stuff outside the ground like mm-hmm. the fire mash the german sausages um you've got the bands that come around now at Colbone Lane so like that is that we we are moving in the right direction yeah, maybe if we do meet, reach the promised lands of the Premier League, maybe if I don't know if we can get the corners in. I don't know how they would do it, but just to keep this a bit more, keep the atmosphere in. More. Mm-hmm. But then again, is that going to change? Or are we going to get certain fans coming that are just tourists and not and not fans? Which I'm yeah. not against. I'm not against people from like Germany and that coming over because they're bringing in money to the club and. The, We've had a tough couple of years with COVID and that. Yeah. The club, the club needs. It. We're getting the good tendencies now, so we're getting you fourteen thousands plus last two home games. If I can remember correctly, have been over eighteen thousand roughly. Yeah. So it, everything is moving in the right direction, but if if we, things might have to change that we don't like, like some like we might like the upgrade, like the new um, layout of the stadium that was allegedly like might happen. I know a lot of fans that are against it, but going forward, unfortunately, we've done it from the old den to the new den. A lot of old school Millwall fans hated it, okay. but you've got to move with the times. But as long as it's still got that again horrible feeling to it, and we're still close to the pitch as possible as fans, it might it might have to happen. Do I want it to happen? No, because I like the I like the ground how it is, but I can understand if it does happen. I think we were talking about it earlier the, about the the
2: sanitised um, look of football nowadays, yeah. and and the kind of the Premier League tends to have a bit of a, a, a squeaky clean image. Yeah. I think, providing it's done the right way, there are improvements yeah. to the ground that could I agree that could make it better or, or more profitable in terms of having more. Um, people coming to watch games and things like that but i agree it has to be done the right way you can't lose what it means to be we are yeah no i absolutely i absolutely
3: agree um favorite shirt favorite shirt do you know what i I, I was going through a lot of shirts today and my favorite was uh, the memorable shirt in 2014 do you know for remembrance Day? It had all like the army look on it i, I yep. think that is so cool and so mm-hmm. unique and different i think we were the first club to do something like that are mm-hmm. um, oh, amazing and obviously it was for a great cause as well and i think a lot of that money didn't even go to me i think it went to the charity of headley court. Yeah, yeah, court. court yeah yeah like and these are the little silly little things that people don't recognize of what the club does do mm-hmm. uh, and and again we don't get enough recognition for the small things Well. That, that, I wouldn't even say that's small, that's quite, that's massive. But yeah, again, I, I, yeah, that shirt for me stands out from the rest because it's different.
2: Yeah, I, I think that was, it was one of the best things that the club's ever done, in my opinion. It was absolutely fantastic and a great
3: cause, as you say. Hopefully, going forward, we can do more like that mm. as a club but, as Yeah, well. yeah. But, uh, I, I think it is for the right reasons as well. I think it's
2: something that they may not, they could do something similar, but... I don't think they'd maybe copy that again, just because that was so. No, to keep yeah. that one unique, but they would do it maybe a, perhaps something for um I don't know, uh, you could have maybe something for Ginny's Day, a Jimmy's yeah. Day kit, something like that to to make a
3: change. Um, but definitely the the club did that was a that was a very good shirt. And obviously next season we don't know what the shirt's going to look like because thirty years at the at the yeah. new den but I don't call it the new den. I st- it's-, it's the den to me. I can't stand it when Sky Sports News and BBC Sport call it the new den. It just doesn't no. stand right with me. It's just the den. Leave it as that. It's nothing new about it anymore. No. I, I
2: actually think that you make an interesting point about the 30 years at the den. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they go back to the exact same kit they wore the first season, just with yeah. obviously the new sponsor. But that'd be an yeah. interesting thing to-, to-, to look at, actually, because they might-, they might do something a bit quirky, quirky yeah. with it. Um, are you a, a memorabilia person? Have you got much mem- more memorabilia? What's
3: your best What's your best item? Well, what we've got, what I have got, is a signed Steve Morrison's worn match shirt against Sheffield United back in 2018. My daughter was a mascot for that game and she's uh, she asked him, well, she didn't ask, she forgot to ask him for the shirt and then so, the wonders of social media, me talking to certain people. She got to go the next home game, she got to go on the pitch have a photo with him and yeah like i oh, know that's probably the best memorabilia what i think i've got of me all. if i'm right steve morrison scored a penalty
2: that day and we won 2-1 i think the game that you're that you're referring to
3: um no we won 3-1 that game it was a goal it was a game where cooper scored and it was just over the line okay Jeez. yeah 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 was, yeah yeah i remember yeah, yeah I, I think it was i think it was on the 3rd of december because it was her birthday present but yeah Again, mem- mem- memorable days with her for me because we got to do like a tour around the around the in and out of the change room around the stadium. Yeah, things that you just don't forget as an adult and as a child because I was a child that day as well. Because of like, course, yeah. Seeing, like, seeing, like I do get starstruck. Right, I was, hello, Steve. Right, you know what I mean? Like, you do do because there are idols, and this is what people do. Like, you might have people that do support the likes of Topper and think, and think, oh, it's only signs. right So, like for like, me, like... You're my idol. I like, I look up mm. to you. Like you're a massive part of my life. You make me happy. You make me angry. Like yeah, they are they're my idols. They're not yeah. they're yours. But yeah, like yeah, I, I was a kid that day and I, I wouldn't change it. Absolutely. I, it more than she did.
2: <laughs> I think I think as well with the tour and stuff like that, when you do those kind of things, it's fantastic to you do feel like you do feel like a child. You, you you go into the change room and you just think, Oh my god, this is this is this is absolutely and amazing. Real.
3: And seeing your idols is like walking around, like you're saying hello and shaking people's hands, like. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes our club so different because, our, I I believe our players give out their time no matter who you are, whether like, But then you could be like a Mo Salah or a Harry Kane that probably wouldn't do it if you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. we, like we stood outside the ground at twelve o'clock in the like just before they come in and get photos and shaking hands and talking to those. I couldn't see that really happening to a big Premier League side, and that's what does make us special and different, in my opinion. I think the players are
2: are very, very, um, are very, very, sort of, um, conscious of the fact that the supporters are diehards. A lot of them are diehards. They go, to, especially the ones that are there every week. And I think the players do go out of their way to, to, yeah. um to make that you know it could be you making your daughter's day, it could be making your day, it could be making it, you know, it doesn't matter the age of a support. No. They've done plenty for me. They did I've had plenty of things behind the scenes go on and players have done wonderful things. And I think you're right, it does it makes us who we who we are. Um I'm gonna throw you one more curveball question and I know you wanted to sort of say something um yourself on this, but I'm gonna give you one more curveball question. Um as it stands the Lions sit seventh in the championship with eleven games to go. Obviously, following the defeat against Norwich um, on Saturday, dropped out of the top six. Are we
3: making the top six this season? Well, I've been thinking about this, and we need round about 73, 74 points to get in. I think, and with our running, we have got some tough. We have got some tough games. I know a couple of people are saying we've got the better running, but. We're still West Brom away. Are in a, I know they might have slipped up the other week, but they're going to still be in and around it. We've got Luton at home. They're in it. We've got Blackburn at home. I could go on, but if we can nick it, my heart says we will. But knowing how we we all know what the middle way is, it's some, something always happens, wherever we're going to get a major we've already got a little bit of an injury crisis at the moment, where we're going to have major players get injured, like Fleming or Bradshaw at the moment are flying, one of them are going to get injured, or we're going to get a massive suspension. Uh, I'm going to go bold, I'm going to say we're going to hit, and we're going to finish fifth.
2: I think you're doing what a lot of supporters, including myself, do is saying it for gritted teeth, because you want it to happen so much, but... In your mind, you're thinking, oh, but this happens and this happens. So no, I, we've all seen it and we, we, Yeah, we've all been there before. Yeah, We've all been there before. <laughs> and I'll agree with you. I've been saying it on the last a few shows. I think we might just sneak in. I think it's going to go down to the last day, but um, we'll see. It, it's, it's been a great season. And as I say, hopefully they can give us a level more games to, to
3: try and get us over the line. Because we do. We've always been pronounced to finish really, really strong, but we've always just missed out. We're now we're pretty much in and around it by one or two points. Yeah, like I, I know you, you might laugh at this, but I had a weird dream a couple of weeks ago that black the Blackburn game, we was going to nick second. It was gonna you, sound like you sound like Mickey. Like, <laughs> I know Mickey. I know. I know. But I know that's been too right. Optimistic, but who knows? Like if we if we can actually go what was it, a couple of seasons ago, we went eighteen games unbeaten. I know there's only eleven games left, but if we can go on that mass- another massive run, we've not dare to think that we could, but go eleven games unbeaten from now. And Sheffield United slipping up don't look look a bit edgy like pre- there's there's no pressure on Millwall Let's put that right. We're not supposed to be there by financial f- the financial side of things, we should nowhere be nowhere near the playoffs. But mm-hmm. the pressure on Sheffield United, the pressure on um, Middlesbrough, uh, West Brom—maybe not Luton because they're kind of in the same situation as us, punching well above their weight. Yeah. But there's there's clubs there that have got players on thirty, maybe forty grand a week. whereas well, I think, our top player might only be on sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, right. that's a, ma- a major, it's a major difference. So, like, again, like, just enjoy the ride. As fans, let's just enjoy it. And if we get there, then it's anyone's game. Absolutely. Anyone's And I think us at home, uh, in a playoff game, is going to be, whoever we get is going to be ferocious. I'm telling you that now. I think we're going to just, it's just going to be an ugly, they're not going to like, like it was against Hull. No, not Hull, Huddersfield, sorry. Huddersfield. Yeah, absolutely. so when we we get that kind of atmosphere, if we can start getting that kind of atmosphere at the Den from now to the end of the season, for oh, good luck opposition. Yeah, good. Yeah, and we'll fry it like the players will fry up off it and they give they them will. that extra edge. They will because they they've all come out and said like that does that gives them that extra two yards of pace of like you know that would go that extra mile for like mm-hmm. just just here. I think Cresswell said it the other day just hearing here. Just yeah. it just keeps him going, you don't know, like gets him, like I'm gonna go in harder and that t- I'm gonna make but like, starting to believe in themselves that little bit more, so if people can come, just come, just just Absolutely. get behind the boys and what will be will be, and let's just do it together because we are in it together and we we're we're here together, we lose, we win, but if they don't win, just don't drop off after t- like if if, if there was a couple of fans that left early against Norwich. Stay, because these players are punching well above their weight, and they deserve everything, all the credit, as well to all of them. No, I I quite agree. Um, before we we finish up
2: and, and and do the outro, I know obviously we spoke. You wanted to to sort of say a couple of things. Um, I say this is
3: this is your show, so the the floor is yours, right? Um, for me, like this is a very touchy subject. For me, like this, i this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, and obviously this going out onto social media and that. It's a very big thing because I do. I have suffered with um, mental health. I'm just wanted to make your awareness of. Look, don't be scared. Like it, it could be a bit worrying of coming into a show like this. Just, just be yourself and be confident. Like, like for me, come doing this and going to meal was a is a massive thing for my mental health. Right, I can be happy one like in ten minutes and then be sad. Like all my emotions go in one. In one game, the Leeds United game, when we won four or three at their place, that's the perfect game where you are high, you are low, you don't know where, and then getting a the last minute goal. Football or any sport, if you follow any sport, is massively for your mental health. And I just just keep going. Like I saying, if you if you are worried of having problems of going to Millwall or watching any kind of football with England, just go because it is good. I for me personally, it is it is good. You know, I release so much. Positive, negative energy. Uh, it does. It does make me feel better. I, I know it sounds. Some people might sound sounding stupid, but I do feel better watching football. I, I love football. I watch every every game I can, whether it's Millwall or any Premier League game. I, I do it every week, and it does. It, it does make me feel good. Uh, I mean, just to, just to echo on that,
2: I think from from all of us at the pod, um, from the collective Millwall family, you know, we we stand by we'll stand by anyone but we certainly stand by our own and if there is anybody out there that is, is struggling or does have you know those those kind of worries or, or issues or anything like that feel free to to reach out to the pod to, to us as individuals and i'm sure there's plenty of people that would echo um, that football
3: is for everyone it, of course of course it is. and again like just if if anyone wants to chat like my twitter is dobson um, 89 uh at dobson89 so just if you just want a message like i I'll talk to people I, like we're all here together like we're one community so if you just want to rant about work or like whatever you know what i mean like let's start especially men men have to like for me this this is a massive step me just doing this mm. you know what i mean so it's a move in the right direction for me like i've had the confidence and hopefully now i've spoken to you like the next podcast that you do online that Oh come on, because I've done. Absolutely, this, you know what I mean. Absolutely. So it's a confident, it's a confidence booster. So just do it. Just be be bold and brave.
2: Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. We'll 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 leave on that point. But just to just to touch on that, I did the same thing. I I got involved in a, in a podcast um, earlier on this season. Never done it before, and I've not looked back since. And if if you're like Ricky, who perhaps you've listened to the show and wanted to get involved, but didn't know quite how to, or didn't know how it would go, drop us a message, even talk to Ricky himself. Obviously you can talk about his experience on, on, on his show. This is his show. This was his, his Millwall story. Um, Ricky, thank you very much for your time. It's, it's been a pleasure to to do this and, and thank you for sharing your stories. Um, Any, any final words from you?
3: No, just, um, just get down and then try and, get as many as we can for it every away game and just follow the boys all the way and what will be will be come on you lions there we go Less in than that come on you lions this has been that
2: Millwall podcast who are you as i say if you want to be like ricky and and come on the show um you don't have to be interviewed by me we've got a whole list of, of panelists that that can can do these so if you'd rather talk to one of the other guys i won't be offended you can talk to any of us um this uh, podcast, we'll be doing a series of these. So we'll be going out uh, hopefully over the next couple of weeks where we've been obviously we've been saving up a few and we've got a lot of supporters coming on. Uh, again, if you'd like to get involved, drop us a message. Uh, follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. Get involved. Uh, we don't buy it. We're, we're more than happy to to have a conversation and get you guys on the show. As I say, that's been uh, that little podcast and we'll catch you on the next episode.